is Your Working Life, a podcast that provides you with tools, inspiration, and resources so you can enjoy your career and love your life. I'm Caroline Dowd Higgins. I'm a speaker and a career and executive coach. And today I welcome Alexandra Carter to the show. Alex will talk about how negotiation can impact your life. Alex, welcome. I am so thrilled to have you on the show. Caroline, it's a pleasure to be here. So I am an absolute geek when it comes to negotiation. I think it's so important, uh, not only in the world of work, but in life at large. So your book, Ask for More, 10 Questions to Negotiate Anything, absolutely thrills me. It's an amazing resource. So let's unpack it for our global audiences. You know, what happens, Alex? What are the consequences if ordinary people don't sharpen their negotiation skills? And what happens if they do? Great question, Caroline. You know, a lot of us right now are going through life settling for less when we could be asking for more. Why? Because sometimes I think we think negotiation is something we do once a year with our boss when we're talking compensation. Or we might even avoid negotiation altogether. We don't approach people with the services or products we have to offer. We don't ask for that raise or that promotion. Or even at home, we might stuff it and stay silent rather than raise our needs with our loved ones. And it's all because most people don't know that just learning to ask a few simple questions can help you get more in every area of your life. More financially, yes, but also more of the things that make life worthwhile. Better relationships, better clarity on your purpose in life, and just more satisfaction getting up every day. Absolutely. Now, let's just be clear. You are a pro, right? You are a director of the Mediation Clinic at Columbia Law School. You're also an award-winning professor there and a world-renowned negotiation trainer for the United Nations. That's incredible and probably just a little daunting for some people listening, thinking, okay, she's a pro. How might I be successful at negotiating? So, Help us understand, right, how um, the non-expert can become a better negotiating, negotiator, pardon me, and you talk about the power of questions. Yeah, absolutely, Caroline. And first of all, let me say that I didn't always feel like a confident negotiator. You know, I may have had a, a great resume walking in the room, but, you know, most people don't know that the first time I ever negotiated for salary was when I was in my 30s accepting a position at Columbia as a professor. And so I knew that when I wrote a book, I wanted to expand the conversation about negotiation. A lot of people think it's just a back and forth over money and that they can only negotiate if they're business people or politicians or if they're the most, the biggest, the most aggressive person or man, frankly, in the room. And I wanted to let people know that whether you're a management consultant, a mechanic, or a mom, you too are a negotiator and you can feel confident doing it. You know, I'm so grateful for that. You know, thank you for your vulnerability in in sharing a very personal reality that perhaps you didn't negotiate until that particular role at Columbia. So thank you. That I think puts a lot of our, our listeners at ease to understand this is a skill we can learn and something that we can practice. So I'm grateful for that. Thank you. Absolutely. I think, you know, and I try to share this message every time I get in a room uh, in front of people. And, you know, I think your listeners might be surprised to know I teach a large number, as you said, UN diplomats, business executives, judges, 
a lot of people feel less than confident about negotiating. Why? Because people often think that negotiating is about having all the answers or controlling the conversation or making your arguments first. And in fact, you, you were the first one to raise this. Asking questions is the best way to get the information you need to create better deals as well as create relationships that produce a lifetime of value. And you don't need to be the largest, most aggressive person in the room. You know, Caroline, I'm 5'2 in sneakers. They don't even see me coming. <laughs> You're stealthy. But I love it because it really democratizes negotiation, right? Mm-hmm. I think it's fantastic. So a technique that I picked up in your book that I think is so, so helpful, instead of starting with a question of why, you encourage us to open the question with the phrase, tell us about or tell me about. Would you unpack that a little more? Because I think that's a really powerful technique. Absolutely. So one of the most effective questions, and I think it surprises people initially, that you can ask in negotiation is why. And why is that? Why don't I like why? It's because why tends to um, be a question that we use when we're assigning blame, either Mm. to other people or to ourselves. You know, so why didn't you do this? Or why did that negotiation go so poorly? Why couldn't I land my arguments? And research shows that asking ourselves why or asking other people why puts us in kind of a self-justifying mood and leads to distorted or not so complete answers. Instead, I love to ask people, tell me why? Because tell me is the most open question you can ask to anyone on any occasion. It puts people at ease, it creates trust, and it is the information equivalent of casting a huge net out into the ocean and catching a lot of things that are going to be of value to you in figuring out an eventual solution. Today, tell me is the number one question I ask whether I'm trying to make deals or whether I'm talking to my daughter about homework that I ask on every occasion. I love that, Alex, because it really shifts the psychology, right, and the emotion, and it doesn't put people on the defensive, but what I'm hearing you say is really opens them up for more positive communication. It certainly does, and no matter how well you think you know someone, whether this is a boss or a coworker you've been working with for a decade, or whether it's your child that you spend every day with, when you ask them, tell me, you will be shocked at the kind of answers you get and the the value you create. And I don't want to riff on that. You mentioned your daughter and you mentioned speaking with people in our lives that are not necessarily colleagues, right, in a professional environment. I love that you're really humanizing the concept of negotiation as a way that we can communicate and ask each other's questions, ask each other questions. I think sometimes people have this in-the-box concept of negotiation as just being a career technique. And I'm hearing you say otherwise. Yeah. In fact, I'm so glad you brought up, you know, what is negotiation really? Because Caroline, I wanted to expand the conversation about negotiation. I wanted people to know that negotiation is not just a back and forth over money. In fact, negotiation is steering. It's Mm. any conversation in which you are steering a relationship. And so, yes, 
that includes the people in your home. It includes a spouse. It includes loved one. It includes children. And it also includes all of the professional relationships in your life. You know, when I made that shift to thinking about negotiation as steering my relationships, I found that not only did I gain so much more confidence that I could do things my way and be effective, but I created much more value, more clients, more deals, and more professional opportunities for myself over time. Alex, I love that. That steering a relationship is is really pivotal. Thank you for sharing that. So uh, I love your book because it's so action oriented and it really, you serve as a coach helping people really understand how they can put negotiation into practice today in their everyday lives. And you write about how we should shift the focus of negotiation from the desire outcome to the core problem. Tell us more about that. Yes, absolutely. So remember, Caroline, if to negotiate is to steer, Mm. you know, every turn you make stems from the problem or the goal that you've defined for yourself, right? So in other words, you know, when I teach negotiation, I tell people to imagine that they've gotten in a kayak, you know, and they are kayaking down a beautiful river, maybe toward a beach. And if you're thinking about, um, you know, where you want to end up, you'll know which way to direct your steps, right? And so it's all about thinking, what is the problem I want to solve? Because I think sometimes, you know, I coach people and they come into the office and they say, well, Alex, you know, how are we going to solve this? And I say, solve what, right? Mm. Because we haven't taken a moment really to think about what it is we're trying to achieve. You know, and when we front load, when we try to look for solutions too early before we've figured out, you know, what's the beach I want to end up on? What's the problem I'm trying to solve? We just end up spending more time spinning our wheels. You know, defining your problem is really the juicy and fun and generative work of negotiation. I find that if we spend time there, and this is why I talk about it first in the book, I help you define your problem in the best way so that then your motivated listeners can take all of those action steps and direct them so that they are ending up on the right beach at the end of the day. Love it. Love it. Alex, we'll be right back after a quick break. working life is powered by your stories. We want to hear more from our listeners about your experiences in the workplace. Tell us what challenges you've overcome or tips you've learned along the way. And even better, if you don't have the answers, let us know what issues you want to know more about. We want this podcast to serve all of your working life needs. Send me an email at caroline at carolinedoubthiggins.com. Alex, I'm learning so much from you today. I'm so grateful to have you on the show. And let's dive a little deeper. There are so many emotions that um, happen when we're in the negotiation. And in the book, you talk about two emotions that can often derail a negotiation, fear and guilt. So tell us more about that and how we can overcome this. Absolutely. You know, I talk about these two emotions and I call them the big two. Why? Because there are certain emotions I've seen, Caroline, over time that we really try to stuff down in negotiation, whether it's at home with a loved one or in the office. 
And when we stuff them down, a lot of times it ends up coming out as anger and aggression, right? So if you're in a negotiation and you're experiencing a lot of defensiveness from someone. So let's say, for example, you're giving somebody feedback in the office, right? This is one of these difficult conversations that a lot of us have to deal with. You know, and you're getting anger and defensiveness from the employee that you're talking to. A lot of times, in fact, virtually all of the time, what they are really feeling is deep fear and deep guilt. The fear being, oh my gosh, what does this mean for my career? What's going to happen? Have I derailed things? Can I get it back on track? And also the guilt, what more could I have done? You know, did I mess things up? And I find that you see this over and over again in negotiation. So the first step really is to recognize that that is what you are seeing and to respond to that almost rather than the anger. A lot of times, if I hear that fear and guilt are coming up for people, you know, without saying to them, I see that you're feeling fearful because, you know, in a work environment, um, people don't want to often hear uh, what I call the F word feelings mm -hmm. um, actually at the negotiation table, just by, you know, maybe acknowledging the good things, saying, you know, I want you to know that this feedback conversation doesn't mean that you don't have a bright future at the company. Or I want you to know that while this one could have seen some improvement, I've seen the other, other efforts that you're making. Making those acknowledgements can go a long way toward alleviating the fear and guilt. And when you do that, you're going to see the anger just disappear. Mm. Love that. Love that. Such good wisdom. You know, you write in the book about mistakes that people make. And, and certainly, thank you for that lesson about taking the emotion out. But are there other mistakes that you see people making during negotiations that you'd like to make this global audience aware of? Absolutely. You know, first, I would say, you know, and this goes back to the premise of the book, don't be afraid to ask questions. Mm. Questions are your friend. The, the thing is, and one of the driving reasons for me to write this book is, do you know, Caroline, there's research to show that 93% of us, 93% of negotiators are failing to ask the right questions when they get into negotiation. And if they had asked those questions, they would have significantly improved their outcomes financially as well as relationship wise. So I want people to know that having the courage to come in and ask the question first before you make your argument is going to produce so much more value for you. And then I have one more mistake that I see people make and I have a very powerful piece of advice for your listeners. It's three words that I want them to remember forever. And the three words are this, land the plane. What does nice. that mean? Okay, we're bringing the plane in for a landing. What does that mean? It means that when you ask one of the great questions, one of the powerful questions in this book, I'll give you an example. What do you need is a really powerful question that when you unleash it in negotiation, you're going to get an incredible world of value on the other side, but only if you ask the question and then wait for the answer. I think people are terrified of silence in negotiation. Mm. And so this is what I see, Caroline. People will say, well, what do you need here today, Caroline? Would $10,000 do it? And I just want to reach out and put my hand over their mouths, right? Why? Because you don't know what the other person needed. Maybe it was 5,000. Maybe it was mentorship. Maybe it was 
the prospect of a promotion in five years. So I want your readers to have the courage to ask their question and then land the plane. Wait for the answer. I love it. It's the power of the pause, right? Silence can be golden. Absolutely. It is golden. I love that. Land the plane. Okay. So you have such a beautiful audience uh, that you teach and uh, facilitate with and and help understand the power of negotiation. Talked early the, about the training that you do at the United Nations, but you're also working with tween girls that you teach in stand-up girls. So are, are there nuances there or are the basic premises of negotiation the same for all humans? Oh, such a good question. You know, and Caroline, sometimes when I'm teaching something, you know, when I decided to start teaching tween girls, it's because I'm trying to learn the skills that I most need in my everyday <laughs> life. There you go. So, you know, is it the same? I mean, at its heart, yes, a lot of the questions that I ask are the same whether I'm asking them of my tween daughter at home or whether I'm asking them of diplomats at the United Nations. Now, the applications are different, of course. You know, we're dealing with different situations, but the parents I've taught have been shocked at how asking real questions of their child, making them a partner in problem solving, has produced huge benefits and unexpected solutions in the home. You know, and over the course of studying, you know, thousands of people that I've now helped in negotiation over the last decade, I've come to find, Caroline, that most human beings want the same things. We want a sense of dignity. We want respect. We want appreciation and acknowledgement. We want to be considered a partner in designing the solutions to the problems in our lives. And so, yes, I wanted to write a book that would enable everybody, whether they were talking to a child in the home or to a diplomat at the United Nations, to have tools to start a great conversation. Oh, Alex, I can hear that passion in your voice. It's really palpable. So so what's next? You're just about ready to, to go on book tour. And I know this is a particularly interesting time. You and I <laughs> talked right before we uh, we went live. You know, we're in the, the, I don't even know if we're in the beginning, middle or the end, but we're in the COVID-19 pandemic mm-hmm. crisis and people are hunkering down, sheltering in place, quarantining, whatever they're particular scenario is. So we were saying, how opportune, let's spin this and and look at the silver lining. Great time to read and listen to podcasts and absorb and learn great information. What's what's your wish, right, for the book? And and how do you want to get that message out? My wish is that people would know that negotiation is for everyone. Mm. That no matter who you are, what circumstances you're dealing with, what your situation in life or your current economic situation, that you too can gain the tools to become a confident and competent negotiator. And I want you to know that asking the right questions, both of yourself and other people, doesn't have to feel like rearranging all of the furniture in your head. In fact, you know, thousands of people that I have taught have told me that they were surprised at how easy a tweak it was to make, just changing some of the questions in their everyday lives, and that it really set them on a course for greater success and happiness. And so, you know, Caroline, I didn't write this book for a pandemic 
But, right. you know, I think it's of great use in a pandemic. And I want people to know that just as I'm out there, hopefully trying to provide value to you all, I've been using these same tools in my life to think about what are the problems that I can solve at the moment and how do I take steps every day, even in an ordinary way, towards solving those problems. Alex, you are a treasure. Thank you so much. I learned a lot from you today, and I'm so grateful that you shared your wisdom and expertise with our global audience. I want to tell them about your book again. It's called Ask for More, 10 Questions to Negotiate Anything. And of course, it's available online on Amazon and Barnes and Noble. But you and I had a lovely conversation about how we both really want to support independent bookstores. So I hope all of you listening will check with your local independent bookstores. They may have delivery options or curbside pickup. We really want to honor those smaller businesses, especially during the pandemic. Alex, thank you. What a joy to have you on the show. I'm so grateful. Caroline, this has been an absolute highlight of my week. So thank you so much for having me. Oh, and you know what? Let's not forget, alexcarterasks.com is your website, and it's got a wealth of information. I'm going to say that again, alexcarterasks.com. Thanks, Alex. Thank you so much. And if you like our show, subscribe on iTunes or SoundCloud. And even better, leave us a review because this helps new listeners find us online. And let me know what career-minded issues you would like for me to feature on a future show. You can find me on Twitter at Higgins. And a special thanks to my podcast colleagues, Laura Deck, Executive Director of Publicity and Communications, and Claire McInerney, Executive Producer. Thank you for making this show awesome for our global audience. I'm Caroline Dowd-Higgins. Thanks for listening.